everyone, and welcome to Real Estate Stories. Have you ever dreamed of owning a second home? Do you have clients who are dreaming of owning a second home? Well, nearly 10 million second homes sit unoccupied for 11 months a year here in the U.S. Meanwhile, millions of us are dreaming of owning and enjoying a second home. On today's episode, we're going to introduce you to Picasso. Picasso is a modern way to buy and own a second home through co-ownership. You'll learn how Picasso works and how you can work with Picasso to find your clients a second home. Let me welcome our guest today, Marnie Blanco, who is the VP of Industry Relations for Picasso. Marnie, welcome to Real Estate Stories. Oh, thanks, Wendy. This is wonderful. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited to get to talk to you today about Picasso and all the amazing things you've been doing. But before we jump into all of that, let's stay true to the name of our podcast, which is Real Estate Stories. And I would love it if you could share with our listeners a little bit about your real estate story and, and your background in the business. Sure. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, and I always love this question and I kind of secretly hate it as well because I think it shows how old I am, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but I've been in the industry, gosh, just shy of 20 years now. And I started out back early days back in 2003 uh, with Remax LLC, the, the mm -hmm. corporate franchiser, um, and worked with technology with agents and brokers of all the Remax network. And then from there, I moved to Dot Loop and started mm -hmm. doing transaction management. So stayed with a little bit of technology, but then broadened um, my reach to, you know, beyond just Remax to all the different franchises and brands and independents and agents and brokers. And then um, Zillow purchased mm -hmm. Dotloop, as a lot of people might know. And so I started working with Zillow. So I spent about eight years with Dotloop and Zillow before now coming over to Picasso, which I've been here for about a year, a little over a year, about 14, 15 months now. And um, it's been exciting because you still get to work with everybody in the industry, all the agents, the brokers, MLSs, associations, franchises, big brands. Um, but it's not just technology. It's a new model um, that we have at Picasso, which is really exciting. It is really exciting. And I mean, you have such a fascinating background and um, a lot of those relationships that you had through Dotloop and Zillow sort of carried over to Picasso. So yep. maybe tell us sort of who Pica what Picasso is and then a little bit about who in terms of the, the visionaries that founded the company and, and how they came about sort of bringing this new business model to market. Absolutely. Uh, so Picasso, for those of you who might not be familiar with Picasso, it is a second home ownership platform or model. And basically what it is, as you had opened up and said so gracefully, is a co-ownership model of second homes. And so we come into, you know, big destination markets. We buy high-end luxury homes, typically maybe two to three times median home value. And then we put them into an LLC and we find up to eight owners per home. And so you can buy actually an eighth, a quarter, or even up to a half of a home. So technically, I guess if you had a couple half owners, you'd only have two owners in the home, but you could have up to eight owners in the home. Once we have found all eight owners of the home, Picasso then moves just to a property management role. And we basically manage every portion of the home. And so when you're looking at second home ownership, the, you know, the research shows that people only stay or use the home maybe six to seven weeks a year. Right. And so the original mission of Picasso was to make second home ownership possible for more people. Um, because you have all these homes sitting out there that are not used. And we, you know, we heavily believe in sustainability and, you know, making sure that there's opportunities for all sorts of buyers. 
Um, and so it's been interesting to see what kind of audience we have seen come to Picasso, the type of owners that have come. Originally, you know, it was probably maybe those who couldn't afford an entire second home, but have always dreamt of having a second home. Um, right. You know, perhaps they have a nice primary home, but they can't, you know, have two of them. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't want to maintain the home, right? They don't want to manage it, especially when you're not there that often. That becomes, a, you know, a big lift. And so what we started to see that we have a whole nother audience of owners who can afford the entire home, you know, four or five million dollar home, but they don't want it. They don't want to have to, to maintain and take care of it and um, have to upkeep it. And then they can use their money elsewhere, right? They can use it in other investments, or we have a lot of owners who actually own several Picassos because right. multiple Picassos. Just yeah. one spot. Um, so it's been such a fun ride in terms of, um, you know, it's the model itself, if, you know, if we're being honest, is not actually anything new. It's probably mm -hmm. decades old. Um, it's the same thing if you and your friends got together and said, hey, we'd like to have a home up in the mountains so we could go skiing. And you all buy a home and we're all going to share it and it's going to be great and fantastic and wonderful. Well, I think we all probably know some of those stories yes. and um, it is not always fantastic and wonderful. Sometimes it's it can not. get messy and complicated, um, especially with friends or family. And yeah. so definitely we have to um, take a look at that and solve for that. And that was part of what Picasso was doing is saying, how do we make it more enjoyable for everybody? So we took, you know, a model that has been done for decades and we modernized it. Um, and then, you know, put it all throughout the U.S. and even Europe now. Is Very cool. Well, it's been tremendous to see the growth of the model. And, and I agree, sort of fractional ownership, co-ownership is not new to our industry, but the modernization of how you're doing it, I think it is yeah. fascinating. So give us a little bit of the trajectory of like from when the company started to kind of where you are today and kind of footprint and, and evolution of, of the business. Yes. So we launched, Picasso launched in October of 2020. Interesting times, right? Yes. Um, but, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, it became, um, you know, something that was a good option for people in a, in a time that really people wanted to be out of their primary home. Right. Um, so it really ended up working well for, for our owners. Um, but we launched in 2020. We're in 40 different markets in the U.S. and then also two countries in Europe. So we launched Spain and London uh, recently as well. And um, we have, got, I mean, we've have hundreds of homes all over. And what's really cool about it, like I mentioned, is that people now have choices, right? And so they don't have to choose to have all of their eggs in one basket in one area. Um, and then in terms of growth, like we have, uh, we were growing extremely fast. We probably launched two or three markets a month. Um, and so you'll see probably a few more markets coming out this year, but we're going to really start to look into all the markets we've launched and make sure that we've got a good footprint there. And we've got lots of good options um, for our owners that come in. We get a lot of different demand um, from buyers that are shopping. And so we take that all into account when we're buying our homes and we're shopping in the different markets um, to make sure that we have got a good product for, for yeah. these owners. Very interesting. So I've got a bunch of questions. So I'm going to, I'm going to sort of zigzag between I'm a buyer that wants to have a, you know, second home uh, co-ownership and I'm a real estate agent. So I'm going to wear both of those hats. So Perfect. with both of those hats on, if I'm looking for a Picasso property, how would that search look? How would that take place? Sure. So there's a few ways you can find a Picasso property. Ideally, you go to Picasso.com because okay. we have all the listings there front and center. It's easy to find them, easy to sort through. Um, and find what is kind of the perfect home for you. 
All of our homes, though, also go into the MLS. So they get syndicated out to all the big sites, you know, Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, um, agent websites, broker websites, et cetera. So you can find them, um, you know, anywhere there. And once you decide that you want a home as a buyer, if you were a buyer, yeah. you can um, work directly with an agent. And that's how we really, really prefer um, for our owners to work with agents because these agents understand um, the model. They understand, you know, how things work. Um, they might know the area of the home because a lot of these are not, you know, they're not down the street in your local market. Mm -hmm. You're flying to them or you're driving, you know, several hours. And so working with an agent is really important to us. And we, mm -hmm. we value those partnerships. Um, if I switch to the agent hat really yeah. quick, um, what's really unique about Picasso is the ability to bring us buyers for any of our homes in any market within the United States and even Europe in okay. Spain and London as well. So we kind of like to say Picasso makes you a global agent overnight. It expands the markets, you know, way beyond anything local that they might be doing. And we pay 3% commission on the share price. So it might be a little bit different than what an agent is typically used to. You know, if they, if I'm here in Colorado and I've got a buyer in Florida, I go mm -hmm. find an agent in Florida and I do an yeah. agent to agent referral. Mm -hmm. um, with us, you would bring the referral directly to Picasso Mm -hmm. And we partner the agents with the sales team and then help with the transaction. Our sales team obviously understands, you know, the operating agreement, the scheduling system, all of those ins and outs. And then we pay the 3% uh, commission to, to the agent. So if it's a $1 million share, they get 3% of the million dollars. Fascinating. Okay. So there, there's lots to dig into to there, but I guess the big takeaway is, you know, as an agent, if I have buyers that are looking for out of town, second property ownership, this is a, a great opportunity and a great way to still, um, you know, get paid for my services, Absolutely. but open up a whole new world of inventory and opportunity for my clients. Absolutely. And you hit the, the nail on the head. The, the keyword there is inventory, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's been such a challenge, you know, for so long in every market that you ever look at. And yeah, when we come in, you know, Picasso buys one home and we turn it into eight. And yeah. so it's really, really important that we partner with our agents, agent partners. They know their clientele. They know their dreamers who have always dreamt of having a second home. Um, and so we we like to partner with them and we, we need them. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's talk a little bit about like we found the dream property. So I've bought my one eighth up to, you know, one half of ownership of the property. Um, you said in the opening that like once the, the property is fully sold, so however many owners there is, then Picasso turns into sort of a property manager type role. So tell us about that day to day once sort of I own the property. What's that look like then as a, as an owner? Yes, absolutely. So as an owner, you have, um, per eighth of a share, yeah. you have up to 44 nights a year in the home. And so within those 44 nights, you can book anywhere from two days to, to 12, sorry, two days to two weeks up to two years out. Oh, wow. And so once you have that, you can hold at any given time six reservations. And within those six reservations, because the next question we always get is, how do I make sure I get my holidays, my peak season times, yes. all of that good stuff. And so um, within those six reservations, you can hold one national holiday mm -hmm. or what we call a peak season. So, you know, if you have a Colorado mountain home and skiing is really important, you know, there's some peak seasons there, obviously. And we want to make sure that the owners have fair and equitable use of the home so that you can't come in and gobble up, 
you know, two months of ski season time and then nobody else gets to ski. Right. Uh, so once you're holding those six reservations, you can, um, if you come in and stay. So for example, we have 4th of July coming up. Mm-hmm. So maybe you have 4th of July on hold, you go and stay at your home, you um, check out, and then you can book another holiday right away if you would like to. Because you only now have five reservations booked instead of six, you have a free one. So if Christmas happened to be open, you could grab Christmas. It just basically prevents anybody from gobbling up all of the peak season times. So um, so what's really important about that is, and to your question, is how does Picasso come in and manage the home? So once we have the entire home, um, we at that time create basically a budget for the home. And so we understand what are the taxes, the utilities, the insurance, mm-hmm. the turnover, the maintenance, the cleaning, reserve fund, everything that goes into right. managing a home. And we take that entire uh, budget and we break it into eights. So it's mm-hmm. per eight and we pass it straight through to the owners. So the owners then have the operating cost of the home. But then Picasso, you pay $99 a month to Picasso to actually manage the home. So it becomes almost like a hotel. You come in, you check in, you have your stay and you leave. You don't lift a finger because at that point- Furniture, dishes, like everything I need, it's all shared amongst the co-owners in the property. It is. And it's fully outfitted, fully furnished to the point that, you know, a lot of our owners are families. They have babies and children that the homes have baby packages in them. So they have pack and plays, they have high chairs, they have everything you would need to be able to take care of a family. Um, a lot of our homes have Peloton bikes in them because we have, you know, a lot of active type of owners. And so, yeah, it, that's all put into um, to the price of the home and then the management of the home. And that's what you share. So, you know, instead of paying, you know, $30,000 a year for all your taxes, insurance and everything you need at home, you're only paying a thousand, two thousand, right. you know, depending on the amenities of a home. Right. Um, Absolutely. That. Exactly. And Picasso just manages it all. And so that's, that's really actually the kind of the, the wonderful part about it, right? It we is. have an owner in Malibu and he always, I love his, his video. He just, he goes, you know, I just love Picasso because they just do everything I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that that's just, the hassle of second owner, second home ownership, right? Is like, I don't want to think about the, the maintenance and the landscaping and all of those things that go into you know owning a home. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's our model to a T. Okay. And so when you talk about like managing all of that, um, that's all done through an app, right? There's an owner's app and I'm just logging in and I can see all of that. Yep. And so, yeah, we have a proprietary app called SmartStay that we've built um, and all the intelligence is in there for scheduling, for requests, for everything needed um, for your ownership of of the home. That's awesome. So then what happened, I guess, before I go to that question, do I know the other owners? If I'm buying in my eight, what about the other seven owners, families that I'm now co-owning this property with? Yes. Um, so by default, you do not know the owners. And we okay. do that very specifically. We actually have some owners who prefer to stay anonymous. You know, they're probably a little bit, you know, high net worth individuals and they yeah. want to, to be anonymous. Um, however, though, it's been interesting to watch some of these homes because a lot of the owners want to know each other. And so they'll leave notes for each other, like in between stays. And- there's no personal belongings left. Like when I book my time, me and my family are there. Like when we leave, we're not leaving our winter clothing behind in our no. ski chalet. Actually, you can. So okay. every home is outfitted with a personal locker. 
so that you can keep personal belongings there. And especially like our homes in the mountains and stuff, you know, have a little bit taller lockers so you could store skis or, you know, ski boots and snowboards and all of that good stuff. Um, But yeah, every home has a little bit of a space that you can leave personal belongings there. So you technically, you know, what they call a toothbrush house, you could show up with your toothbrush and um, (laughs) enjoy your time there. Um, Typically people obviously bring in a little bit more than that, depending on how long they stay. But that is definitely a perk is that you can have some of your personal items there. But a lot of times though, the owners, um, they'll create like Facebook groups to try to figure out who the other ones are. Then they all kind of work (laughs) together. And that's great. You know, we're happy to facilitate that if everybody agrees upon it. Um, And what's unique about it too, is as the ownership of the home, if for example, all eight owners wanted some change in the home, you know, maybe it's a design feature or some upgrade to the home, they could vote on that and they could come and say, hey, Picasso, we want this change in the home. And if it's within budget, great, we'll just go make the change and, and you know, no changes to you. Obviously, if it's a big redesign of a bathroom or something like that, they would all have to approve the cost and then that would come into it. So um, it gives them some some options, though, and flexibility. Okay. Okay, very cool. So let me back up just a little bit because we we started talking about inventory and how I would find a Picasso home. So you guys are going into a market and sourcing what you think would be properties that fit potential co-owners. Is that correct? Yeah, so we do have... a quite a bit of data work that we do behind our acquisitions. So we have an entire team um, that that's all they do is shop the market. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously they'll shop an MLS just like anybody else will and see what active homes are for sale. Um, They love to partner with agents to know what is off market inventory. That's very, very appealing to us. So we love agents to contact us and, and let us know about that. And um, I but think if, some- if any of anyone listening is, you know, a million dollar listing LA, you know, viewer, you guys were featured on a show yeah. this year. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's key for us is working with these agents to, you know, have access to inventory, access to obviously their clientele and buyers. Um, but yeah, we put a lot of data behind it too and saying, okay, is this the right market? Is this, um, you know, we match it with the demand that we see come through our website and, and contacting from potential buyers. Um, and we kind of look and say, what is going to be the, the right fit? We, you know, we look at the neighborhoods. We look at, you know, is this going to be a good second home type of area? Um, and so there's a lot of kind of uh, data and, and science that goes in b- behind and then, like I said, partnering with local agents right. as well. Okay. Um, you know, we have we work with agents in each of the markets to even help us go in and buy and represent Picasso as a buyer. Yeah. Um, they are the local experts, and we know that they, they can kind of guide us in the right way. That's right. Okay, so your your acquisition team is sourcing inventory, oftentimes working with agents in in a local market. You yep. secure yep. a property, you buy it, you're taking ownership in Picasso's name initially, and then um, moving it to the co-owners as you sell out the shares of the property? Yeah. So we actually put each home into an LLC when we purchase it. So each home has its individual independent LLC, and then the owners own that LLC. So the LLC holds the deed, carries the deed so that if there's any owner change, we don't have to go and update title and change title. Um, It stays within the LLC. We just change the ownership of the LLC. Okay. And if I am one of the first people to buy into the LLC or the property, do I need to wait until it's 100% subscribed before I can start enjoying the property? Or how does that work? Yeah, not at all. We, um, we open up some scheduling and opportunities for owners right away. 
We typically wait and open up the application, the scheduling application, once all eight owners are in. So everybody has a fair and equitable chance to schedule, you know, their two weeks. Christmas. To two days <laughs> um, but before then, we absolutely, we have a concierge team that will work with them and make sure that they have access to the home while we're, we're selling through. Luckily, we sell through the homes pretty quickly. I would mm -hmm. say sometimes in even less than a month, the homes really? are so they can go very, very quickly. Um, we've had as few of them as a few as like four or five days have mm -hmm. sold out. And so um, the owners don't really necessarily have to wait that long before they can get in. Um, but, you know, a lot of times the owners, you know, they already have earmarked that they want it, you know, four months down the road or six mm -hmm. months down the road. So they already have their kind of strategies in mind and don't necessarily want in right away. So, but the flexibility is there for them. Ah, that's good to know. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum because we've been talking about buying the home. What if, you know, it comes time to sell that property for whatever reason? How does that work? Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, the number one question we always get with Picasso is, is this a timeshare? Is it easy right. and hard to get out? You know, that's the age old saying. Yeah. I'm definitely not a timeshare. You know, when you have a timeshare, you're basically leasing time. You've got your standard three weeks, you know, week number 20, 24 and 50, you know, of the year with Picasso, the, the, the home is yours. It is your true ownership and it's your asset. So you can sell it. Um, the way that when you buy, we do have an operating agreement that you have to wait 12 months before you can sell it. And when you do, it starts out with, um, it goes to the, the existing owners as a five day first right of refusal. So a lot of our other owners, you know, they want an additional share. They want additional time in the home. Yeah. Uh, second, if that's declined, then it goes to almost like an iBuyer type of situation where Picasso, we will buy it back directly from the owner, maybe at a small discount, but, you know, all cash, quick close makes it right. a very easy sale for them. Mm -hmm. um, and if they decline that, it can go to resale just like you would sell any other home where we'll list it on the MLS and sell it for you at, you know, whatever the agreed upon fair market value is, but it's yours to sell. It's your asset and home to sell just like your primary home. That's great. And I've heard you being asked that, that question and particularly <laughs> around the MLS part of it. A lot of agents are very curious and I know you've done a lot of work with mm -hmm. MLSs because fractional ownership or co-ownership isn't the normal sort of way right. you see homes uh, represented on MLS. So would love it if you could share just a little bit about that kind of journey with uh, working with MLSs. Absolutely. So within the MLS community over, you know, over 600 MLSs, I think there's maybe 14 or 15 of them that maybe have a fractional or co-ownership category in them. Okay. So like you said, not standard at all, right? Yeah. Um, so it's been a, you know, it's been a big effort to partner with the MLSs to make sure that they understand what we do, that we do enter our homes in as fractional ownership. We're very clear about it. You know, the, the home picture has a big banner on it that says co-ownership. The first lines of our description are very, um, very consistent that this is one eighth deeded home ownership. Um, because we don't want anybody to be confused. We don't want the agents to be confused. We don't want consumers to be confused. We want to be very transparent about it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we've done a ton of work and education among the MLS and association community so that we understand how to work within their systems, within their rules, within their you know guidelines and parameters to make sure that our homes 
um, are marketed. You know, we need them to be marketed, you know, just like any other home, but we want to be very open and transparent about it as well. You know, we don't want a bunch of agents getting a call saying, you know, I saw this house. It was $5 million yesterday, but today <laughs> it's only $1 million. What happened? You know, right. that's yeah. not good for anybody. So um, even above and beyond that, we've worked within um, the standards organization, Rezo, the real estate standards organization to create what is that standard co-ownership category look like? And what would an implementation into an MLS look like? Um, because then that way it's better for everybody when you can kind of have it standardized across whatever market or whatever state we're in. Um, it, it makes it easier and more transparent. Yeah, that, that's that's great. I mean, I really think that it is is such a way of the future, right? To you know, have the the co-ownership option and the convenience and, you know, so many benefits. So I hope that all of our listeners have enjoyed sort of this introduction to Picasso. Go visit Picasso.com. You'll find the inventory. You'll find a great explanation about, you know, how it all works and how we as agents can, you know, work with your company and really bring great service to our buyers that may be looking for second home ownership. So thank you so much for, for coming and, and sharing the story of Picasso with us. Uh, we really appreciate that. Um, we always wrap up real estate stories with asking sort of more of a personal question of our guests. Okay. And you've done a great job sharing sort of the <laughs> Picasso story with us today. But um, I would love to ask you, you know, if you had three songs that were your sort of mixed tape of, of life, like what, what three songs would you put on that mixed tape that really are your go-to sort of songs? Just, oh man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to say three genres. Okay. I can't pick one song. I can sing every song that comes on the radio, but I can't tell you who's singing it or the name of it ever. Don't you find that's more so, right? Like, it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I say, number one, I'm a big country fan. So okay. maybe some Garth Brooks on there. I even like that. He was my very first concert I ever went to. Um, he's a classic, right? You can't, go wrong, classic. With you can't go wrong with that. I um, You know that I do like some good 80s rock. Some good 80s hair bands, you know, some ACDCs, Def Leppard. There's some classics in there as well. And then, you know, every blue moon, I'll catch myself just getting hooked into some jazz, like kind of just some old school, like dinner party type of jazz music that just kind of chills you out a little bit, I think. <laughs> so kind of a pretty pretty random selection That's of a music. broad spectrum <laughs> but you know i think that the uh, the armchair psychologist says like that that shows your adaptability and and we've certainly oh. seen that if we go okay. right back to the top of the show and in <laughs> all the different um chapters of your career throughout the industry yeah okay i like that i'll take it You'll take it. All right. Well, Marty, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, everybody that's listening, go check out Picasso.com. Marty, do you want to share your contact info if anybody would like to reach out to you? For sure. Yes. Number one, I'd say if you go to Picasso.com, like Wendy said, look at the listings, get familiar with it. Um, your clients, you know, likely might ask you about Picasso. So it's good to be uh, educated. You can sign up. Um, on Picasso. So you can get notice of all of our new homes that are coming out, new listings, new markets we're launching, um, which is always helpful. And then, yeah, if you anybody has questions, you're more than welcome to reach out directly to me at just at Marnie at Picasso.com. And that's M-A-R-N-I-E at Picasso.com. Pretty simple. 
Awesome. Thank you again. And thank you everybody for listening to Real Estate Stories. We'll look forward to sharing our next podcast with you soon.